of the Deja View podcast. This is your man. How many Sopranos podcasts do you think are there in hmm. the world, Travis? That's a great question. Do you think that show... You know what? No. Game of Thrones probably has the most podcasts for a TV show, right? Uh, I don't know. I bet there's some like reality shows out there like Bachelor might have. Or like Doctor Who. Yeah. Maybe. Or x Five. I don't know. Let's see. Or, I'm looking Star at... Trek. Soprano. Oh, it put too much in there. Just need Sopranos. 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 Well, so far a couple of things have popped up. Let's see. We're thinking. No fucking ZD. Bada Bada Bing. Bada Bing. No fucking ZD is a good name for a podcast. It is. I like Pada Bing a lot. Bada Bing. Pada Bing. Oh, Pada Bing. Yeah. Pada Bing. So there's a lot. We got a lot of competition out there. We do. So we're talking about the first three episodes of The Sopranos. We have our introduction episode we did last week, or, or episode zero. And I'm mm-hmm. Trey Mitchell. This is Travis Mejia. Hey. Oh, yeah, I didn't know you were wearing a nice, uh, nice buttoned up, button That's down. That's right, today. man. I uh, came out of church today. I'm a oh, church nice. God fearing man. Oh, good, 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 good. So I'm dressed up for you. I shaved yesterday. I had uh, daddy daughter dance oh, okay. with the with the child. So we're is looking she in, good. Like, cotillion? Is it what? cotillion or what is she doing for daddy daughter? Like, what is that for? Just life. It was at like, school. Oh, school daddy daughter dance. Yeah, we. Okay. She's uh, she wasn't really into it. She got kind of scared by the music. So uh, uh, yes, we yes. actually dipped after about fifteen minutes and went and got ice cream. Nice. Yeah. That's a, that's good dad. That's, that's dad real dad stuff right, right there. there. What, yeah, dad stuff? Or yeah. what is it? Girl dad? Hashtag girl, girl dad. dad. Hashtag girl dad. Yeah. <laughs> Hashtag girl dad. I'm just like Kobe, but a lot. You are. <laughs> well, not too just soon? like him. <laughs> yeah. A little yeah. too soon and a little too much for the first episode. Or episode one of <laughs> Everybody, welcome podcast. to the Sopranos Deja You podcast. Hey, what? did you think back 20 years ago when the Sopranos aired that Kobe would still be alive? Think about that. 20 years ago, I was 11. You know, wait, I guess not 20 years That's... ago, longer than 20 years ago. Yeah, 20 years ago. You know ago? what I'm thinking? 20 years ago. How old ago, are you? Minus 20. I'm 31. Oh, Jesus. Okay. How old are you? <laughs> 28. Yeah, you seem older than me for some reason. Because I have a kid, kid and a house and all that stuff. An actual, like, a real job and a I've real always, um, situation. I feel like I've always been f- five years older than I actually am. That's like the opposite of me. I always feel like I've been five years younger than I actually yeah. am. Yeah. yeah, I don't know why. Like even in high school, I felt like I was ready to like balance my checkbook or something. Sure, sure. Yeah, and I and I remember always asking yeah. you when you were married, like, "Oh, do you have a kid?" Like mm-hmm. assuming that it was out of wedlock, and you're like, "No, I just love my wife." <laughs> certainly, no. certainly, you didn't, you didn't do this under your no, own volition. Not because of love. You don't yeah. do that. You just no. knocked her up, huh? Yeah, you just knocked her up. You had to do it. Shotgun wedding, bruh. Anyway. I don't know that anybody's ever followed up shotgun reading with brah. <laughs> brah. Brah. I'm sure someone has. Somebody. Anyway, probably. we're talking about Sopranos, uh, Pilot, Episode 1, 2, and 3, Pilot. I don't have the names for all of them. I do. Uh, uh, you the do? long, okay. I think it's 46, I only wrote long, is Episode 2, and the, the Episode 3 is Denial, Anger, and Acceptance. Okay. And one thing I did 
because I found this very interesting. I kind of wrote down all the references to, to technology and references to other movies. Yeah, I got a few in here. And a then lot of those. Before we like get into everything, episode two had like several uh, cameos, too, that were really fun. Uh-huh. Uh, well, one of them, it wasn't a cameo. That was a different actor. It wasn't him. I know that, you're talking about Martin Scorsese. That was, was that not Scorsese? Scorsese? It was okay. not Scorsese. Okay. Yeah. Well, I did see I did see Mike Epps making an appearance as gay carjacker number two. I was very upset. I'm very upset. I really thought that was Scorsese. You kind of ruined no, my No, that was not Scorsese. Look, look. I wrote in all caps on my notes. Oh, yeah. I, I cause, Yeah, it was not him. That was, that was Damn me. it. Well, so I'm all, I've also touch. been reading the Soprano Sessions by Alan Seppenwall, who okay. actually has been on Bad Radio uh, a bunch. Or I no, follow, once, once, once. Yeah, I follow him once. on the uh, the Twitter machine. He's very good. Yeah, he's very good. And he wrote The Revolution Was Televised about sort of the 2000s and TV. Mm-hmm. And he did this thing about uh, the Sopranos, the Soprano Sessions. I've been reading through that. It's really good. It, it kind of contextualizes everything. Sure. And it, 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 it sort of made things more clear. Like, you know, I was wondering the whole stuff about his mom. I didn't totally, I guess, grasp how much of a main, I know it's a main point, but I didn't realize that was the reason why he's in therapy was because of his mother. Yeah. Kind of, and it does it. We can kind of get into it now. Uh, First episode, we have Tony Soprano at his first uh, therapy meeting. I guess he had a panic attack. Yeah, he like uh, to see this one. Where did he faint the first time? I don't well, even it was remember. with the ducks. It was oh, the yeah, ducks. yeah, yeah, when the ducks flew away. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it's sort of, yeah, I guess the whole thing is in flashbacks. You know, technically the first half oh, of those are flashbacks. We're right back into flashbacks. Oh, yeah, I know, I know. <laughs> not not that kind of flashback. I thought we were out. We're, <laughs> Once we're still, I thought, I, thought I was out, thing. and then they pulled me back in. I hate to tell you, it's a popular trope in television and movies, so we'll, we'll no matter Son what, we'll be getting flashbacks. <laughs> we're going to get flashies? Okay, fair enough. I don't know about flash forwards, but technically all flash forwards are just flash... Wait a minute, I'm confused. What about stuff. flash sideways? All right, That's too much lost. Back. Too much loss. Too much loss for a Sopranos <laughs> podcast. Jesus. So the open with the, the, the Sopranos open is pretty awesome. I, I really dig the Sopranos open. Top five open of all it. time. Yeah, it's it's very good. I've always wanted to do one that was from Dallas to Denton. I've just never done it. But just mm-hmm. on 35, driving down 35 and filming stuff and doing like this, you know, the the song and all that. Yeah. Um. So I think the first sort of thing I, I noticed was just how good James Gandolfini is Dude, in, in, this, I mean, in the show. Like, I just want to say, like, the very beginning of the episode, it it feels like you're just you're legitimately just dropped right into the middle of things. Yeah. Like, it doesn't you, it doesn't feel like I need a bunch of character development. I don't need to know. I don't really even need to know like exactly what's going on. I just I. You can feel the mobness, yeah, in the and, writing and the scenery and everything. And it does a good job of um, telling you stuff without telling you. Oh, so much a, of that. It, it was interesting in um, the Soprano sessions is that TV in the past, except for like a few exceptions, but really it was all very TV was kind of it wasn't considered. Uh, I'm using quotes, you know, art. It right. wasn't you know high art. It was sort of something that could have been good. It was all right. 
and there was a entertaining. Few entertaining, but Sopranos was one of the first shows that was like, hey, we're gonna have context and we're gonna have um, actual like kind of things layering you of, and layering and yeah. you know character development and 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 lighting and and I'm doing the Tom thing, <laughs> Tom yeah. girl thing, yeah, already uh, one Dances <laughs> with Wolves, wonderful, yeah. So uh, yeah, it, it did a very good job doing that, and I think that still holds up. And I and I for some reason I thought this was in a different aspect ratio. It's 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 I thought it was letterbox for some reason when I remembered thinking about it, but it was widescreen at least for yeah, me. Yeah, it was on. Uh, I watched it on uh, HBO Go, and it was yeah, it was I did wide. Too. I I remember when I had like I think I had like the first season on DVD or something, and it was definitely letterbox. That might have been then. yeah. Okay, maybe they they yeah they changed it up on HBO. Yeah, That's cool. They have the technology. They do. They yeah, fixed I, I that put, film's bones. Uh, James Gandolfini is very, very good. He's great. It's so is. Uh, He's very enjoy. And Melfi, who oh, also, she's amazing. Yeah. And also, there's a lot of care. A lot of the cast are, were also cast in Goodfellas. Yeah, like so, she was the wife in Goodfellas. Polly Walnuts was in there in an episode. Yeah, so there's like, a lot of crossover. This, this first episode kind of kind of puts you in. It, I mean, really, this first episode is what the show is going to be about. Like, yes, yeah. it is a mob show, uh, but the writing and the style in which we're going about telling this story, it's really a day in a life story. Like, it's yeah. like it's showing how mundane and how uh, regular even top man mobster boss's life actually is. Like, he's going to therapy, he's dealing with problems with his mother, he's got problems at work, he's... he's got a, problems with his daughter, he's yeah, got problems with his family, he's, his, And he's his, fallen yeah. in love with these ducks that live in his backyard. Like, it just shows, it shows the, like, everyday regularity of just a dude that's going through it and, you know, it's, it's and, really, really cool. But and, they sprinkle in these, like, this, like mob jargon and mob uh fluff to like add in that layer of it and i absolutely love it because it's so nonchalant all of it yeah it's great the the writing is insane yeah and man it feels very of its time but very of our time too and i have a a theory maybe that i you know because the whole idea is his whole thing is that he one of his lines is that he's come at the end He's coming yeah. at the end of things and that things are changing and things are getting, things are dying. And the decaying. standards of the gangster is dropping. Right. And this, this idea of depression and sadness and isolationism. And I think that's a very nineties thing, but I'm wondering if that's now kind of reverting back. I think nine 11 happened. We all for about 15 years, had a uh, a dread of, you know, over there, a dread of something, some kind mm-hmm. of dread of, you know, uh, terrorism and world conflict. But have we kind of reverted back? Because I think a lot of what Tony Soprano was talking about, it, I think, relates to stuff today of people feeling like they're disconnected, feeling like they're lonely and feeling like they... Um, they're depressed and the wor- the best is gone. It's, it's, it's no, you know, the prosperous days are over. It's, it's, it's done. It's dead. I'm at the end of things. Yeah. I wonder if, if that's reverted back. Cause I'm like, Oh, this, this feels pretty modern, even though it was made 
in a very post or pre 9-11 world i think maybe we've kind of passed that hump and now we're kind of i don't know or maybe these are just ideas that we have to deal with as humans in general i think maybe maybe, everyone maybe that's the lesson is that um I think even may, may I think you're right in a certain sense as we're way more willing to talk about those things. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we talked about it in episode zero of how like uh, mental health and the way it's presented on television changed a lot with this show. And um, yeah, I think I think you're I think you're right. I think it's just it's way more acceptable now. And like I mean, I identify with a lot of things he was saying. Oh sure, uh, but like in the '90s, it like that was something that you could put on an HBO show and it'd be shocking to hear somebody say. Yeah, uh, because like we all think those things, but you don't talk about it. Mm-hmm. You you pull you pull yourselves up by your bootstraps and you go to work, you do your job, you smile, and you go home. Uh, but like we are kind of in an era where you know we are trying to be more concerned with how other people feel and how we feel individually and how that all fits into the world. So I definitely think you're right. I think that I think that probably resonated more with us now, even more than it did back then, even more than it did five years ago, 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, I just, yeah, I, 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 I've not seen, you know, it's, it's super interesting just seeing a mobster go to a therapy session. And, and they didn't, uh, what well, interesting thing in the, the Soprano sessions was that we're not getting paid by them any, by the way, we're not no, getting paid by them. <laughs> absolutely not. It's just, it's, it's a really good book. And, uh, Adam, uh, from the films cast said that I should read it. And while I, while I watch the show and you should too, it, and they're really short, it, short little like blurbs. I mean, I read the last one in like a minute, oh, not wow. a minute, but a, a few minutes, like the wiki minutes. took me longer to read. Yeah, I've read like 10 minutes, yeah. Sure. Um, it's it's really well done. And Alan Sepulwall is great. But like one of the things was uh, that movie Analyze This came out uh, before this before the show did. Okay. And you remember that? That was Billy uh, Crystal Rob and Niro, Robert Billy De Niro. Crystal, yeah. yeah. A mobster going to therapy. And the show is very funny. But that's not where the comedy... I mean, sometimes unintentional... Not unintentional, but little comedic bits here and there will be in that. But that's not the comedy. It's not this... You know, it's not him being, hey, I just killed a guy. Uh, and then uh, it's, I've never seen Analyze This. I don't know if that's that's yeah. a joke. But it that's not where the comedy kind of comes from. Co- comedy kind of comes from the uh, intis- uh, the other characters surrounding Tony Soprano. Yeah, uh, and I, I mean, I texted you this the other day. I did, yeah. Specifically this episode. Like the other ones, I didn't, it didn't hit me quite as much. But this episode felt like a like Goodfellas sitcom. There's uh, yeah. tons of funny moments. Like I'm laughing out loud every two, three minutes and it's not, it's like, it is intentionally funny in my opinion. And it's, oh, like, no, I am meant to say intention, but I'm meant to say like, it's, it's like, it's like Tony will mess up a word or a phrase and that's, that's what's funny. Right. It's not like, uh, it's not, it's, it's second level funny. Yeah. It's yeah. not all, it's not like set up punchline laugh. Right. It's, exactly. It's contextual. Like you said, it's contextual. It's like he says something differently or they just do something that's very typical, like what you would think you would see in a monster film. Was it this episode where he he, he meets, he sees Melfi at the restaurant and she says something? Episode two. Okay, because she says something and then he uses that same line to his mother, right. but he doesn't really get the reference. He just thinks it sounds oh, smart. Oh, that's in ep- that's in the third episode. That's in the yeah, third yeah. episode. Okay. Yeah, and he's like, I don't know. Who cares? It doesn't matter. Yeah. It's uh, yeah. yeah. It's 
she says the exact same thing to him. Yeah. I can't remember exactly what it was, but even even when he brings it up, he knows he and he does it again in that conversation says something exactly what Melfi said to him. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it's just it's and then he has no idea what he's talking about and it's right. hilarious and I love that stuff. Yeah. Like I said, uh, specifically the first episode, it felt like they could have presented that as a HBO comedy and HBO <laughs> would have been like, "All right, this sounds yeah. awesome." I loved it. I, I absolutely loved it. And I like all of the veiled, um, like, speak between him and Melfi. Uh, because she knows he's a gangster, obviously. And yes. she knows who he yeah. is. And, but, you know, he's in waste management. And hey. she stops him down and tells him, look, here, you know, there is doctor-patient confidentiality. But we do have a few ground rules. Right. And I like she covers him real nicely and... Honestly, Melfi's my favorite part of this show because um, the actress... I don't even know the actress's name. Do you know her name? She's really good. Uh, She's I fantastic. unfortunately don't have it in front of me. That's fine. Uh, I'm going to compliment her on her acting skills now. So she does a great job of showing that Melfi is in control and has a handle on Tony Soprano and what they're doing here, but is also godly terrified of this man and but uh lorraine brocco okay lorraine brocco Braco or well, b-r-a-c-c-o lorraine you're a fucking beast because you you just she just she just put forth this like strong front but mm-hmm. you can see in her eyes she's terrified <laughs> oh yeah yeah and she you know she'll strongly tell him he needs to do something and it's... he blows up or whatever he does yeah. And she does a great job. It's almost job. like a, it's like a lion tamer, or you know, yes. uh, yeah, it's like yes, you're working exactly. with wild animals, and you yes. have confidence that they're not going to do anything, but you think there might. You are aware of what they can do. Yes, yes, and, and I think she does a fantastic job throughout of like walking that line of being yeah. in control and knowing that control can be lost at any time. So there are a few good. Um, references to technology i put boom box so it, mm-hmm. it pretty much the whole strife is between tony and his, and his mother and his mother is a very cold conniving woman she's a bitch she's horrible and she's, she, the actress is very good she, she she's plays great. it so well yeah and uh she actually died before the second season i remember yeah and, and they had so to kind of like rewrite off. <laughs> which is i wonder if because i i think they had plans for her, but I wonder like how important because she is like the central figure of the show mm-hmm. in a way. When you yeah. think of it, that's why her... Tony's in therapy. Well, I mean, it's shit. because in of this, her in this episode. Um, Junior goes over to talk to her. Yeah. And they're like lightly suggesting to kill Tony. Yeah. <laughs> Not yeah, lightly. Yeah. They're suggesting that they might need to kill Tony. Yeah, and I'm very fascinated to see how this character is is done in the movie, the uh, Many Saints in Newark. Because she you know will who's be playing in. her. It's uh who who? Do you know? I don't know. Uh, I I remember seeing the actress, and it's sort of a big name, or it is a big name, I think. Uh, uh let me see here. John Bernthal is going to be Tony Soprano's dad. Yeah. Uh, it's uh Vera Farmiga. Okay, which, so we did see a photo, I don't remember which episode it was, of, I think it was episode three, might be the end of episode two, of Tony looking at a photo of his mom, and 
his dad. Dad, yeah. I don't know if Bur- I think Bernthal might be a little big to be playing Tony Soprano's dad. Might be, but he hey. kind of looked like a little skinny man. Yeah. Well, you know, I... the shape of the gangster changed a lot between the '60s and the '90s. You know what? And it's funny is uh, that's one of the things that um, was in the book Soprano Sessions was that. Uh, I know you said that as a joke, but I, that made me think about a. Uh, you know, usually the mobster would be sort of a younger, good-looking mm-hmm. guy, but this it's you know James Gandolfini is not young. And he's a uh, very, very, you know, large man and he's balding. He's got hair everywhere. Yeah. He's and we're also the, seeing. He looks like he looks like he would be the goon, not necessarily right. the he, mob boss. He's also sort of like <clears throat> showing a different part than we've ever seen. We've always either seen uh, the low rung guy trying to become a made man yeah. or the boss. Tony Soprano is middle management right now. Like he's yeah. he's a he's a boss, but yeah. he's not at the top. Right. And it seems like he's at least a candidate to be at the top, but middle management's different. He's right. the killer of the the oh, mob no. in I call, New Jersey. I wouldn't call anyone the killer. Of he's anything. the Sean of the... Uh, ah, pick another one. <laughs> uh, boy, we're running out. He's the Terry Dorsey. Okay. Uh, fine. Does that yeah, work? Yeah. Is that fine? Yeah, that's okay. fine. <laughs> um, no offense to Sean or killer, but... yeah. Terry Dorsey's see, a legend. I don't Come see on. Sean being a, a mobster. No, he might be a little little too left for that. Uh, we should have a conversation with him. We should um, talk to him. <laughs> anyway, where am I going with this? Okay, some of the other, other uh, how about technology the references. Oh, yeah. Go ahead and finish that. Uh, CD players. They're talking about CDs. Yep. They're about laser discs. A lot of they CDs and uh, laser discs. Godfather and Goodfellas on laser disc. Yep. Laser discs is a big thing. That's pretty funny. <laughs> Do you have you ever seen a laser disc? I think I have. I've never I've seen ever, one. I don't think I've ever watched anything on a laser disc. No, we were ever. a DVD family pretty early. Yeah, same here. DVD got into the uh, the it was television VHS game. to DVD. Yeah. Yeah, VHS to DVD. That's how it was for me too. Yeah, uh, AOL. Uh, it was yeah. kind of like you heard that you got mail. Yeah, there's a guy named Email in yeah. uh, episode two. I think mm-hmm. he's one of the Russians. Yeah, I, I thought it was interesting. There's already uh, strife going on with his wife because I thought that would have been a gradual thing, but no, she already knows about Dude, the affairs and all that. No, they hit you right over the head. She's kind of fine with it. Like she even says, you know, you're going to hell when you die, stuff like that. Like, oh, it's, oh, it's already sort of, oh, okay. Yeah, <laughs> which we pick there. up on more of that in episode three too. Yeah. Uh, let's talk about the uh, Artie Artie Buco and his restaurant a little bit. Yeah. So kind of that, that that's kind of the main mob problem of the of the day. Yeah, that sort of is the through line right now. And this right. is probably the the, the first three him with anyway. his beef with Uncle Junior. Yep. And that's uh who is the boss or No, he's he? he's essentially he's he's essentially the same level as Tony is what okay. I'm gathering. Yeah. Just a different territory. Okay. And obviously family. That's another that's another thing that I really like is in, we'll talk about it when we get to episode 2 when they have their sit, sit down. So, we should probably yeah, be getting to that soon. Yeah, well, I just want to talk about one more yeah, thing because I just so we can move into and with this. I did like kinda... the the Artie Buco thing and him and his wife and how they were. It's like when you have that. I guess it's very different. You know, they. I think him and Soprano were were friends from childhood, yep. right? Yeah. Yeah, and and now it's sort of like, hey, you want to be your friend, but. I know this really want to be your friend, but well, hey, Artie the seems benefits. to yeah, Artie definitely be, yeah. wants to be his friend. Yeah, because they've been friends for a long time. But 
And then we find out later why wifey has a little bit of a bigger problem with things than what, yeah. she, what we really know is going on. <clears throat> but the whole crux of the situation uh, with, so essentially the beef with the junior and the Artie Buko thing, which is the whole first few episodes all comes together because junior wants to kill little pussy, which is big pussy's family. Maybe. I don't know. I have no clue. I don't yeah, know. I haven't been able to, the, I haven't been able to put that together. Lineage of pussies. The yeah, lineage ton, of pussies. Tons of pussies. I don't know. Um, <laughs> I do love in the one episode the uh, uh, little uh, uh, what's his son's name? Chris uh, Ant- Anthony, Anthony Jr. says yeah. uh, my uncle pussy. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, like what? To, this, to his teacher? <laughs> oh, what? Say, uh, what? <laughs> no, and my favorite uh, pussy joke is um, somebody was somebody was talking to Tony about Junior wanting to kill little pussy. And he just said, pussy. He was like, pussy, whatever his last name. He, yeah. You think Junior's going to kill my pussy? No. <laughs> it, uh, yeah, that's all good. So, Isn't there like, a bunch of cunnilingus jokes going, like, tons, eh, coming up? Yeah, I remember yeah, that. <laughs> tons. So, There's essentially, a lot of stuff going on with yeah, Junior, Junior wants to kill little pussy, and he wants to do it. For some odd reason, he has to do it in Artie Buco's restaurant. Yeah. And so Buko tries to, or uh, Anthony gives Artie Buko some tickets to go out of town and he won't take it. So Soprano blows up his Torch restaurant place. to save, to essentially save him. But, you know, we have insurance stuff that we got to cover coming up. Mm-hmm. And that kind of, that kind of sets So why was the, he going to save Artie Buko? Why? Because he did, it wasn't, he wasn't the one going to be killed though. No, because they were going to murder a guy in his restaurant, which was going to kill business. Right. So instead. But why would they take him out of, why would they have him go out of town? So that the restaurant would be closed. Oh, closed. So nobody could kill him. Why would the restaurant be closed if one guy leaves? Because it's a family owned restaurant. When they go out of town, they probably close down. That's weird. Trey. That sounds like a bad Some people don't work (laughs) for a corporation like you. (laughs) Oh, Okay. I wouldn't be talking, man. Mr. Cumulus. <laughs> All right, Mr. Whatever the hell you work That's right. For. I work for a family-owned business. What do you work for? Cumulus. Uh, yeah. Hmm. 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 Publicly traded, bro. Get them stocks. <laughs> Get them stocks. <laughs> you might be able to. They're pretty Three cheap, pennies probably. on the dollar <laughs> these days. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whatever. Anyway, so yeah, that kind of lays the groundwork yeah, for where you see the, the story ducks, goes. And you see the ducks fly, and the ducks represent family, and he's afraid Love of, the ducks. of leaving, losing his family. I've seen this episode probably three times now, Yeah, and I always forget about the ducks, the ducks. until it hits, and I'm, I'm just like, I like the ducks. The ducks are I like are that. Awesome. It's, a, it's a good metaphor, I think, you know, and... It's cool to see him so childlike with the ducks. Right, right. That's He's like cool. getting in the pool, having a time. It, it, I like, I like the ducks. I like the ducks. So, I like uh, the move of let's get in with all our clothes on and right. the robe into the pool. You know, he, he's robed up, man. He ro- he wears the robe. He, he likes does. the robe. So uh, let's move to episode two. What do you say? The beginning of episode two, I thought was really interesting, and also this episode was filmed a year after um, the initial pilot. Okay. okay. And yeah. And so they're kind of watching, and I, I want to say this is the same guy who's in the episode called College, that uh, it's in season one. It's coming up. It's like kind of considered when the Sopranos became the Sopranos. One of those like, you know, it's it's the episode. It's sort of right. like it's the the the, the contest and right. the contest and uh, and and uh, Seinfeld was like where the the Seinfeld became Seinfeld. Yeah. I would say with where Lost, they found episode, what they are. Yeah, episode four of Lost is kind of when Lost became Lost. Yeah. 
I, you know, I, in my opinion, I don't know if sure. anyone else has that opinion. So yeah, this is sort of the episode. All right, so so the beginning you get into is the in, you get into the inner workings of the gang in this one, right? Essentially, and what this is it, here it for. sort of goes into the same theme of things aren't the same as they were. It's the uh, mob boss who's turned. He's on some uh, talk show. He's talking about his book, mm-hmm. uh, and he's talking about how the reason why the mob isn't the mob anymore it's because of all the drugs. And they're all kind of watching it and making comments on it. Uh, half of the comments are pretty much, you know, yeah, hey, he's right. And the other half is like, F this guy for doing this. Right. There, and it's, it's an interesting it's, scene. It's very much uh, the sign stealing scandal yeah. and how people feel about Mike Fires. You know, he's correct, but fuck that guy for saying anything. Right, right. Exactly. Whoa. And that, that's an interesting, yeah, just thorough line of just... Um, things changing and things becoming uh, or at least the perception of things aren't the same as they were and they're getting yeah. worse. It's building off of what Tony was sa- telling uh, Melfi in the first right. episode. And and I guess that is is pretty true. I mean, when you put drugs in and you see that with Christopher and, and his buddy. Yeah, they're trying, trying to hit to, you pretty hard with that. Huh? They're trying to hit you pretty hard with that. They are trying to get you pretty hard with that. Uh, they are kind of trying to shake things up. Uh, because you know Christopher feels that he has not been respected, stuff like that. And uh, it was oh, after, and I didn't really understand what he was talking about at first. But then I remembered he hit that guy, uh, that Russian guy. Yeah, he did. Yeah. And so he wants to be, he wants to be made. Yeah. And that's what he's so upset about and acting out. Uh, act why he's acting out. I didn't uh, realize how old Michael Imperioli is either. Um, I think he was probably in his thirties. When this there, came out, because he's my dad's age almost. Well, he's maybe like ten years younger than my dad. Yeah, he's like fifty three. Like wow. whoa, but I guess like the only thing I know him in is from The Sopranos. So right. I just imagine I see him. Well, as a and Gandolfini is looks fifteen years older than what he is. So right. that makes it weird. Yeah, true. <laughs> it's How probably like elongating there? that. He's in his thirties uh, though. What, was Gandolfini in his thirties? He might have been in his late thirties. Well, he might have been in his forty because he died when he was fifty-one. Right in like two thousand, like twelve. Died like fourteen or something. Yeah, I mean, I remember he, I was working at the movie theater when he died. He might have been that. in his late, late, like thirty-eight, thirty-nine when they did yeah. the first season or so. That would Does be my not guess. Look that. No. Does not look thirty-nine. Also, to be fair, the nineties might be the oldest-looking time period of our lives. Um, of our lives. Yeah, of our lives. Like I would say people in like the 1800s look like they were 50 when they were No, 100%. 100%. Of our lives though, like there's so, Okay, but I would say like the 80s to me, like how people dressed and how people like presented themselves in the 80s was much younger looking than the way people dressed and presented themselves in the 90s. You understand what I'm saying? Maybe. I don't they know. Ju- maybe I don't know. It's like the styles were toned back i guess in the 90s so well you're, it, to me, you're saying that as like a guy who grew up people. in the 90s i mean look at you know like uh well, i'm just comparing it to i know i'm just comparing it to the 80s it's so much more bright and vibrant and it just yeah. feels younger whereas the 90s is where we're doing our taxes and we're a very i don't, I, I don't know if i can totally get behind you on that but i understand sure. what you're no, saying I understand. yeah I, I i see that more with the 2000s as like in, the like, they're more buttoned up than, like, I the I think 80s? 2000s is a little more just modern. Maybe. That, or how, you know, I don't know, like, less, I just, I've less always colorful. Held, I've always held the belief that there was, like, a 
progression from the late 60s, 70s to the 80s of like youth and like vibrancy and color and uh, just a, a stylistic difference. And then we get to the 90s and it's like we stepped back a little bit. Uh, like things weren't quite as everything was just a little bit more buttoned up to me in the mm-hmm. in the 90s. I don't know. I was very young in the 90s. I was so very I don't young have as an well. Actual so I really recollection. Don't know. Yeah. Anyway, before we do our 90s podcast, <laughs> let's move on. Let's move on. Um, I like how they're stealing DVD players. Yep, stealing DVD players. I wrote and, that down. And so they have this little uh, trap set for a dude in a truck, and he needs to be scathed. With this, this is one of my favorite scenes of these three episodes. He gets out of the truck and he's like, "I can't be, I, I, I can't be, uh, I can't. Tie, you got to tie me up." Um, can you guys hit this me? This was bit? filmed very '90s too. A lot of close-ups, a lot of Dutch angles, a lot of yeah. extreme close-ups. It, it seemed like a very different show. It did. Um, and, and, and what we're talking and about the so editing. We're about to talk about the editing. Uh, in the first episode. Oh, are... um, I just like the transitions that they do. That it's like almost every scene, not every scene, but almost every scene ends with something that's teasing into the next scene yeah and i just think it's a really cool way to go about doing a show like this of even if it's just an off-the-hand joke or uh just a comment it typically leads you into the next scene uh and i just really like that there's just something yeah. that i've seen throughout that i like uh-huh that was my whole thing about the editing okay <laughs> uh we do get to meet uh cancer boss here in this episode. No, that's the... Oh, yeah, we meet him in this episode. Yeah, right? we meet him here. And it's because Junior is real pissed off that Christopher has led a yeah. raid on some folks that Junior has been already paid to protect. Um, so we get to meet Cancer Boss, and he is the boss. And yes. That's that's what I'm gathering. And I, I read that he was originally supposed to play Tony Soprano, or he was in mind to play Tony Soprano. Really? Yeah. I like that guy. guy. He's yeah. been a lot... He was big in the 90s. Huge in the 90s. Uh-huh. He's really, really good. Let's see here. What else do we do? Uh, we have the strip club, Bada Bing. We get yep. introduced to Bada Bing. Bada Bing. And uh, I, I we don't... got the guy with the phone. Yeah. And this whole episode kind of centers around Tony and his mother. He tried to put his mother to a nursing home. Not a nursing home, like a nursing facility. Even though it's she a retirement to, community, she finds sir. it as an affront. Yeah, yeah, a retirement community. And even though she finds it offensive and it's an affront. And this is like the big stress with Tony. And I can't, the kind of the gist of his therapy sessions is he kind of wants to strangle his mom, but he keeps, she's, Melfi's trying to make him realize that you have animosity towards your mother while Tony says, no, she's a lovely old lady. She's sweet. And, but Melfi's trying to make him realize, no, she is kind of the bane of everything that's wrong right now for you. She's right. not a, not a good person, not a pleasant person to be with. And then she you know? asks him to come up with one happy memory with his yeah. mother, and it was of the time that his father <laughs> fell down a flight of stairs, and she <laughs> laughed at him. I wonder if you're going to see that in the Many Saints of Newark. Please, it's like one of those. dear God, be the opening scene <laughs> of the yeah. Many Saints of Newark is. Uh, What's his What's his dad's name? I don't even know. Daddy Soprano is what Daddy, I'm Daddy, I think it's Jake Soprano. Jake, that's a lame Jake name. Kemp. Papa oh, Soprano, okay. Sorry, fallen. Yeah, I know uh, you ate all those pizzas for for us, <laughs> but Travis doesn't care. Yeah, dumb name. Uh, no. Uh, I want to see Daddy Soprano taking a headfirst dive Jeff down Bernthal, some stairs, just falling a bunch of down a bunch. Probably of stairs. trying to kill himself because his wife is terrible. Yeah. 
man, I, I'm really I'm excited to see that movie now. I I didn't realize like how manipulative and cunning the mom was. Oh, she's dude, gonna be a yeah. central character. That's awesome. I know. Yeah. It's gonna be good. It's gonna be yeah. very good. Uh, let's see. So yeah. So I find that super interesting. His and this is the beginning of the pretty much fifty fifty. If he leaves. Uh, feeling good about his therapy yeah. session or pissed off because right. this is the first time that he like just absolutely loses his shit and leaves <laughs> like he just walks right on out which i found that hilarious <laughs> that that becomes kind of a running theme now yeah you also have sort of the start of uh Polly walnuts and uh the other kind of interstitial characters kind of their comedy bits like they're trying to track down um Anthony's little Anthony's teacher's car and they go to that coffee yeah. shop and there's a bunch of and you're and there's a lot of sort of commentary throughout the show on uh like Italian American culture and how Italian culture is sort of been bastardized by Yeah, when they're going to the coffee shop and he's uh he's just stewing. The whole time yeah, he's in there, he's, he's just stewing. Uh, Polly Wallace has always been one of my favorites. Uh, he's he's always, good. Yeah, he's yeah. very good, very funny. Uh, he's he's Silvio's a really good great. comedy point. Silvio is like good. the band <clears throat> member for Bruce Springsteen, right? <laughs> yeah, he's kind of a little yeah. bit. Yeah. No, no, no. He is. I think. Oh, he is, is he really? I, yeah, I, I believe that. he is. Yeah. <clears throat> a Bruce Springsteen band member. I want to say he is. Yeah. Can we talk about Brendan? Brendan, yes, the friend. Yeah. Yeah. How? Do, okay, so I, I always just wrote him off. I never thought about that guy too much. It's just kind of. I just find it a little weird that Christopher is both like a like top mobster in training and hangs out with this dipshit like really hangs out he might him. be like a part of the family or something i don't know like maybe he's maybe he's like someone's cousin maybe he seems as if maybe he's like a family friend or something because yeah. everybody kind of knows him and you get a little bit more into it in the next episode with like how much the family actually knows that dude because uh, meadow like, knows yeah. him they knows of him at least he's trying to bang her yeah yeah, it's 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 odd. Like I don't know if it's a weird fit, and I know they needed something in here to kind of like the first three and a half episodes are relatively light as far as like consequences for fuck ups. Yeah, yeah. And then you know the end of we'll get there in a minute, but like we, I mean, this actually isn't a terrible time to like transition yeah, sure, into episode sure. three. But like, so at the end of this episode, well, well, yeah, the end of this episode. Importantly, though, is Tony kind of acts on to the guy who can't figure out the answering machine at the at the strip club right. on what he probably wants to do to his mom. Yes. He just her over the head with the phone. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it and I kind of feel like as he walks out, that's him also realizing that fuck, I really don't like my mom that yeah. much. Yeah. <laughs> She's right. She's right. Um so yeah, so the third episode is really kind of a uh combination of Dealing with mom and the end of her uh, individuality, and then also about the dying, about death. dying, and the end of kind of the end of an era for him, for Tony and the mob in general, and of uh, things running real smoothly. So and you also get a, a bit of um, um, Car- not Carmilla, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, Carmilla, Carmilla is sort of character, what she's about. Right. And so the beginning of the episode we're doing, uh, she's like talking to Carmilla's talking to, uh, Artie's wife and telling her, you know, tough times will pass this, this, and this, apparently the insurance thing isn't going so great for him. 
And Artie's, Artie wants to ask Tony for money to start a new uh, restaurant. Right. But wife won't let him do it. And we finally figure out why. And it's because she, she shacked up with old Tony. Well, I, I don't necessarily think that's why. I think she just doesn't want to be involved. I think she was doing that as a barb to Camilla. Like, hey, uh, I'm going to give you a barb. Because she realizes, you know, Carmilla was sort of treating her like the help. Mm-hmm. She like you saw that image with her waving to the uh, the housekeeper, and then she did the same exact thing to her, and she's like, "Oh, this is how she sees me," mm-hmm. and she kind of gave her that barb. It was like a, you know, it'd be like, hey, "I fucked your wife," kind of thing. It's like, see, that. I kind of see it from the other end of when she said, um, "You know, she was with him," and you know, you made your decision. I made yeah. mine. It was that she doesn't approve of any of that and wants no part of it. So, oh, no, she, yeah, and, I think and then true, I though. like the, the wave and all that. Yeah. I'm totally with you, but I just like, I think like, cause otherwise why, why, why does it, ma- why does it matter but, if they get a new restaurant? It's because well, she I, doesn't I, approve of any of the, well, the, I don't think she, I don't think it's specifically for Tony Soprano. I think it's the whole thing. She has. Right. Approve yeah. No, I, it's not I, just Tony. I, like it wouldn't be like, Oh, I'm fine with that mob boss, not Tony. I think it's all of it. I think we're arguing about something that doesn't exist because I agree with everything you're saying. Oh, okay. and it sounds like you agree with everything that I'm saying. Yeah, maybe. Okay. I, think I, th- I thought that, you were uh, saying that like the whole just of no, 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 no. I Tony. was just as a as an aside. Yeah, that was going on. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the the boss has uh, mob boss has cancer, and Tony's very upset about this, like you would for any friend. And uh, he's, uh, I don't know. I. I read something interesting too on the soprano sessions and sort of thinking of it contextually with with the actor and you really it's weird to it's hard to but just like how that actor died in such an early life it kind of outside of maybe just the frame of the actual episode it makes you think about that as well Mm -hmm. uh the whole uh thing of, of death and decaying and dying and maybe you know that act maybe james gandolfini was thinking that stuff while he was playing the character I don't know. I mean, it was very... It's something we all kind of deal with. I think there's uh, a lot of that in this show of just, like, how a living human conceptualizes death, you know? Yeah. Uh, there's a lot of existential that. fears and stuff in this show. Mm-hmm. And you also have the um, Hasidic Jews, right? Hasidic? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And how they They're, like, will extra not, orthodox. They, uh, yeah, I'm not sure exactly. I don't want to get it wrong. Um, but they, you know they had a whole philosophy of life that they won't back down for anything. They will not, they, they will die. They, they're not, you know, they're not afraid to die. They and, beat Hitler. Yeah. They beat Hitler, man. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, man, they beat Hitler. Yeah. It was just funny. <laughs> uh, and sort of like how Tony was like, Hey, I wish I had those kind of values. I wish I had that kind of life. Yeah. That, that insight, you know, but again, I I mean, love... it's all very toxic masculinity, though. It's oh, all very dude. Toxic and... There's so much of that and like uh, blatant racism. Oh, from yeah, episode yeah, yeah. two. There's a lot of stuff that. Uh, OK, could this show be made today? I think so. I, I totally think so. People, when they say that, they act like we can't. I don't know. Yeah, I think it could be made today. 100 percent. Why not? Why wouldn't it be made today? I think it's the uh, same there stuff you see parts in shows of all the it time. That you couldn't put in there. Like, like what? I don't. I don't think that you could ever have a character saying those blacks. And I think uh, you could, but but it's it's, but it's his mom, and she's obviously old and senile and kind of racist and from another time, 
it's not saying that in a good light. I think you could totally do that in a show like that. Yeah, but he also, like, he doesn't even, like, make a face about it. He just, like, moves on. I, I think you could. I People always say that. I, I think people are really... I, I just think that people think that we are way more PC than we really are. Can't you, just, you can't say that on Twitter. You can't just say that well, out loud. We, but on a, like, why on can a, you not say it on Twitter, but you can but, say but it on a movie a, or a TV show? On a movie and a show depicting people that are morally bad and they're saying morally apprehensible things, I think that's perfectly okay. okay you're so, not saying that's a but, good... Here's the deal, like... Seinfeld even says that Seinfeld couldn't be made today. I think some of that's BS. I really do. Have you watched? I think some of that's BS. Like, have you watched network TV and like? I have not, not watched network is? TV and and. I'm just years. like TV in general. Like I'm talking about like an HBO show. I'm talking I about don't a show think that you could have else. all of the elements of that we watched in these first three episodes. But they have. They have it in Breaking Bad. They have it in Mad Men. They've had it in many shows. Okay, you're still talking about shows that are, like, pre-woke. Well, I think that's stupid. I, I, I really honestly think that people think I think you have a very difficult time getting shows... Not shows in general, but, like, pieces of these shows would be very difficult to get made of a modern... Per- like, if, if you're going to set this in, like you know a time back you can get away you can get away with a lot more than you can if you were to set it in modern times but if you set a modern times of somebody saying those blacks and the person not reacting from it at all they're probably going to be like it's probably safer that we just don't have that scene but where you, you understand the they're older and from another time and that's not and, and they're not depicted as smart intelligent people you know that are that are you're supposed to necessarily root for I, 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 I just think the context is is it's all about context, you know. I just disagree. I think there are all things right. we that can, we can agree to disagree. Well, we're gonna run. Well, I'm not sentence. debating the morality of it with you. What I'm debating is is would a studio be like, sure, let's put that line in there. I think so. I think if it's done the right so. way and it's done on the right network by the right people, yes. Okay, I think you're right. I, I really but... think it can be. I just, I just I mean, don't, I don't, I don't agree with this whole idea that things are so woke now. I don't agree do with anything. that we can't do it, but I do agree with that there are a lot of people that do believe that, and a lot yes, of those there are people, a lot of people that do are heads that. of networks that think it's too. It, it's okay. Did you see the clip of uh, of Jimmy Fallon the other day? No, I don't so watch Jimmy would, Fallon. I'm not. I don't either. Fifty year old man. Okay, I don't watch him either. But I saw a clip on Twitter, <laughs> yeah. and it was. He's talking to, uh, uh, I don't know, a celebrity that's transitioned or transitioning. And he put up a, like, little poster thing. And it was, I can't remember what the, it was, what was the words? I'm trying to remember the words. It was, it was a joke and it was planned by the person, but it was, like, borderline derogatory. And he, the, the transitioning person made a joke as if he was offended by it. And you could not have seen Jimmy Fallon's career pass before his eyes faster. Yeah. It's like that. It can happen to you. Unintentionally, you don't mean it to happen. And I just think that most networks are like on those lines. We don't need the line. Cut it. Don't put it in there. We'll make your mob show. Don't put let's just avoid it if we don't need it to be in there. I can I could see that. Because it's not like this is a it's not like it was the sixties. I could see like, network TV doing that. 
I can see now, any channel doing that. Of that's but I also see, handle. but I also see, you know, a creator of something of a piece of art going to the the studio saying, "Hey, this is why we're doing this. This is the reason why. This is why this is important. You know, this this is why we're, this is what it is." And then saying, "Okay, we'll go with that. We trust you." I see that too. Okay. It just it's and it's all context and maybe look maybe if if. If Travis, if you're gonna pitch something to the studio and it has a bunch of end bombs and and transgender jokes like you like you like you like to do, I do. all the time. I do. Uh, then yeah, this they'll is why I'm so fired up about it because I can't make these jokes anymore. Yeah, they'll shoot it down. But <clears> if it's you know, if it's David Chase or if it's you know someone who has a lot of uh, a lot of cachet in the in the industry and they've done a lot of things and they present their work in, in the right way and say this is why we're doing this. Uh, I think they have a better chance. I, I think, think it's the, all caught. I think the problem is is that we don't have any examples of your thing happening or my thing happening. Right. Because um, we don't ever see it. Right. We don't get the news that big racist piece got turned <laughs> down by NBC the other day. Well, you know day. what? You do. You do. Hey, the, the I think the Game of Thrones guys wanted to do that Civil War show, and that got shot down. Sure. Remember? Or the yeah. one it was like Man in the High Castle, but what if it was about the Civil War? Yeah, yeah. Oh, Which, yeah, 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 yeah. No, Which I mean, like, you know, you know, I'm. I'm not saying the Sopranos couldn't be made because clearly it could, but I'm yeah. saying there is content in these that <clears throat> HBO would probably say. I mean, we don't need that. Right. We we don't need that. You know, like there's could not could we? I agree. We can make the show. When I asked the question. I was going to answer with, yes, we can make the show. But there are pieces of the art that, whether it's I like it or not, uh, you know, a studio or a network is going to be like, how about we cut that and then we yeah, move on? But, but there, I mean, if they made it today, there would be a ton of differences. You know, oh, definitely. Ton, I mean, it would, it's, a, <clears throat> it's a, over 22, 20 years old. It's an over, yes, there would 100% be differences, you know, if they would redo it today. Okay, Not but just, that's obviously no. like we're talking about one difference, though. Right. Like a specific thing that they would actively be looking for. And, I, and look, and I'm not saying her saying the blacks was an important part. I just think overall, I, I don't. Yeah, maybe that part would be maybe softened, but maybe she would say those people instead of the blacks. But I, I, I don't think I think the the idea of the show. The Sopranos, a mobster, has horrible um, anxiety and depression and mommy issues and goes see a, sees a therapist and deals with his work and home. I think that could be done today. Yeah, I think yeah, that would be. Yeah, I also agree. Okay. Uh, yeah, I don't. I never disagreed with that. I think that pieces of it would be changed to okay. be. Okay. Yeah. Like I, I, I guess said, when I hear when I hear that argument, I, I people are. I think of. I think of the overall picture, not little things like that. When people no, say, I'm not saying I'm canceling the Sopranos because she said those blacks. I'm saying she would not be allowed to say those blacks. Okay, yes. All right, I'm with you there. Yeah, that, that, that's my whole deal. Is like, okay, so uh, I'm trying to think of an extremely raunchy... Uh, okay, how about basketball? Or, dude, think of The Office. <laughs> I, re- I You know, yeah. that's an example of something that I don't think could be made today. No, the I office. don't. There's too no. much... Uh, there's... I mean, there's a gay character, so like, right there, right there, that gay character and the way they just talked to him and talk yeah. about his gayness, absolutely not, no. not gonna happen. 
yeah, no, I think you can you could make you could make the office, but boy oh boy would it be different uh, yes. and not as good probably. Not so as good. That's no. my when I say like if I when I say can we make things like sure we can make fucking anything we can make anything mm-hmm. will it be to the level of what it was prior and can you do some of the same bits and have some of the same scenes as you used to be able to have you know probably not right uh, it just changes things you know yeah that's all that's all i mean that's all i mean okay cool it's a good conversation <laughs> though i know it was good i yeah. think we, we came to an understanding uh, is there anything else in this episode? I put flip phone. Yeah, another... he did have a flip phone, didn't he? He did have. Oh, yeah. you want to talk about the uh, the end of the episode? Uh, remind me what happened at the end. So oh yes, yes, yes. That was consequences for screw ups. Uh, Christopher is abducted, and this is after he he gave speed to Meadow, so he right. thinks that's why he's uh, about yeah. to be executed. And you and, have that nice, nice kind of scene with the 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 singing it's a very uh godfather kind of moment father yeah 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 and you know tony's crying so you could almost put together that he has called out the hit on christopher right Uh, but anyway they these this russian guy takes christopher and it's a mock execution they're not going to kill him it turns out junior's behind the whole thing and uh he finally gets to clip brendan and this is after a conversation with uh tony's mom where she tells him that you know that Christopher, being family and all, he yeah. just he needs a good talking to. Brendan, no. and she also kind of saves know. him, saying that you know I, I he's like a son to me. Right. And she says that uh he's like a son to Tony, and he's like a son to me. Don't kill right. Him. Bas- basically telling Junior, don't you effing kill him. Yeah. But that Brendan, I don't know. I don't he know. Did. Yeah, so they kill they kill Brendan, which is probably best for Christopher in the long sure. run. Sure. If well, he wants I, to be a made man. I don't, I don't know, know what's better, the mob or a best drug addict. For Christopher, because he yeah. kind of. <laughs> I yeah. think the best thing I heard is that Tony closed his nose and he died. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He kind of gets in the nose treatment. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, eventually, yeah, yeah. he does have a lot of. You know, I mean, it, drugs is his big thing. Is that's the, drugs is what kind of is, his demise. Christopher's demise is drugs. It's really all of our demise, isn't it? Yes, it is. Yes, indeed. So, what do you give these three episodes, Travis? Dude, uh, I loved the first episode. Uh, that might be one of my favorite pilots. Sure, yeah. Going, uh, like I said, he drops you right in there. And I'm right. I thought I thought I was going to be taken aback a little bit more than I was by the age of it, but I wasn't. I and, and the right stuff in. you're taking it back by <laughs> is just like fun stuff. Like, oh, that's a reference. That's uh, a technology thing. It's DVD not like players. outdated. Right. Yeah, it's and not it's outdated one second, stuff. and you're right back into the story. Right, 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 right. Uh, that, that, those are fun though. I like seeing that stuff. Oh, I agree. You know? I agree. I yeah. love it. Uh, yeah. Second episode I felt was pretty strong, strong to quite strong. Third episode I thought was a little behind the mm-hmm. other two, but still very, very good. I'm liking yeah. it so far, man. I, I, I've, I've never watched the whole thing altogether. Um, watched I think the first four and a half, five seasons, yeah. and so I'm really excited to kind of get a second pass on a lot of these episodes, and. Uh, Dude, really liked him. Really, really I, liked I definitely him. had to stop myself from from keep watching. You know, I'm like, oh, I want to watch. Oh, I need to wait to watch the fourth one. Yeah, I, I wanted to keep watching. I'm yeah. gonna, I'm teaming up with the wife on this one because she likes the show oh, too. Nice. Yeah, so that's good. Yeah, she's enjoying it, so we're we're kind of watching one every couple of nights or so. Yeah, good um, times. Ne- episode four is the infamous uh, Nintendo 64. Uh, episode oh, where God. Tony holds plays Mario Kart with one hand. So we'll we'll have fun talking about Hell that. Hell yeah. 
and also N64 controller handling. How? What was your strat? Uh, how do you like having an episode under an hour, Travis? Dude, it's so great! I can't wait to do this. This is amazing. Uh, A lot less, not necessarily less to talk about than Lost, but I think there's well, yeah, there's less to talk about. Less to talk about and less convoluted. Yes, 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 yes. Like in a good way, less to talk. Yes, yeah. Love Lost. Love Lost, but this is a little simpler. All right. Well, that is um. That is Deja Vu for another week. Next week, we'll talk about episodes four, five, and six of The Sopranos. I'm Trey Mitchell. That's Travis Mejia. Please subscribe and all that fun stuff. And uh, we'll see you next week. Bye.